Once I did it for an entire year, like, okay, we're in this to win it, I was like, oh yeah, I should have been doing this like a long, long time ago. If you were to tell me, you're gonna go harvest your first archery buck out near LA, I'd be like, you're bullshitting me, but uh, that's what happens. The internet plays for keeps. Once you throw it out there, there's no like, oh, just kidding, delete, delete. It's gonna be out there. The amount of times I wanted to snap my bow over my damn leg, I can't, I lost count because it is such a hard art to master and I don't think anyone in this building has mastered archery. When I go to food prep throughout the week and I open up my freezer and I go grab that ground venison, it's just this feeling you get where you're like, that's me. This is the legend Spencer Kirksey and you're listening to Living Country in the City. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 112 of Living Country in the City. All right, y'all, on to today's episode. Again, back at Hunt Expo, I got to sit down with my good buddy and fellow California hunter, Spencer Kirksey. Y'all, Spencer is an awesome guy and a fellow adult onset hunter like myself. We talk about all kinds of stuff, including the opportunities to hunt in California. We talk a little bit about learning to hunt as an adult and just really have a great conversation, tell a few stories. So hope you all enjoy episode 112 with Spencer Kirksey. Here we are. Here we are. Another episode of Living Country in the City. Dude, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. chaos of a Saturday at the Western Hunt Expo. The, uh, compared to last year, this is not nearly as bad um, because there, there's a hundred more exhibitors, but they opened up this whole back area, yeah. and it's not this... It's, I mean, this is still like anxiety-inducing <laughs> for me with this many people, but... Yeah, man. Um, this is my first... Like this is my first crack at like any kind of like exhibit expo. Um, so you scene. haven't have you even gone to like any of the ISE shows like in Sacramento That's or anything a negative, like that, sir? None of that, wow. none of that. But so this is just this is me first experience. It's awesome uh, meeting. I mean, 
okay, I'm not the guy to drop names or anything, but I met I met Tim Burnett from uh, Solo Hunter. Hunter. Like literally within my first ten minutes, I was like, okay, this is this is the because it's like you follow these guys and like that's how I got hunting. Like look YouTube, what's on YouTube? What's out there? It's Solo Hunter. You yep. know what I mean? So it was just it's super cool to just see faces that you've seen on computer screens and TV screens your whole life, and you actually get to go shake their hand and shoot the sh- with them. So, you know, this has been a wild experience so far, and it's <laughs> only day two for me, man. So, Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's funny because I always tell you, like, I, you know, I lived in Hollywood for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I would see celebrities on a regular basis, and I just didn't care. Like, there would yeah. be a couple that yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. I yeah. saw, you know, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones or something. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, which I did see him once at a restaurant, and he like you want to come, you want to go say hi to him, yeah. But he just has that look yeah. all the time that he has in all the movies, and you're like, I'm scared of him yeah. right now. Yeah, but anyway. very few people who like have that presence where you're like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do here. Uh, I don't, know, I don't know what the play is, but yeah, no, I totally get it. It's it's um, yeah, it's awesome here. But yeah, so I uh, uh, I don't really get starstruck. Until I meet, like, someone completely random that none of my friends would have any clue who they are. Yeah. Like, the yeah. first time I, you know, I, I tell, I've told Brian this a couple of times. The first time I met Brian Call Gritty, um, I, like, I was in line behind him at some event uh, here, actually here in Salt Lake. We were waiting for a taco truck. And he turned around. He's like, oh, hey, I'm Brian. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Sam. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was, like, totally, like... <laughs> Because he was one of the first podcasts I listened to. He was a huge inspiration yeah. for my podcast when yeah. I started it. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, just awesome guy. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be that guy, but then you just Oh, I was happens. totally that it guy. It just happens. I was totally that it guy. It just happens that way. I think I managed to blur it out. Oh, I am a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I've well, been watching you forever. Uh. <laughs> folks, if you don't know this guy talking, if you haven't figured it out from the fancy intro that my <laughs> editor has put together for me... Um, this is the one, the only, the legend, Spencer Kirksey. By you're his welcome. own admission, of course. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I'm the f- most famous guy nobody knows. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, why don't you give a little bit of an intro just uh, about yourself for the listeners. Um, introduce yourself and how you got into hunting, how, how you were introduced to all of this. Yeah, man. So grew up, uh, we talked about this, grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, more specifically, Topanga Canyon, uh, which is a small little community just north of Malibu. Uh, was, I always kind of describe it as is where all the hippies and cowboys went to retire. Um, great little area growing up. I spent my entire... Uh, adolescence just, you know, running up creek beds, running up mountains, just, you know, causing a little bit of a ruckus here and there. And it's, it's really a small town vibe, but you're 30, 40 minutes from downtown LA. So <laughs> it, it was a very bizarre area, but um, it was a great, great place to grow up. So hunting was never really a big, big thing or a forefront in my family. Uh, I'm an only child, mom, dad. Uh, mom, got a, got a little crazy with it she got she did a little hunting in her uh her early years but again my only really experience was in texas where i have tons of relatives uh out near the uh plugerville plugerville uh round rock area and uh you know we go out there every year for thanksgiving and we go hunt deer hunt hog uh but it was a great experience but again it would live and die within that one weekend and 
it would be once a year. Uh, it was a vacation thing, not, yeah, a, not yeah. a lifestyle it was at the time. Completely casual, like, hey, let's go hunt hogs. Let's go sit in the blind. Uh, and so that's kind of how it started. But again, it was once a year, you know, it was <laughs> once a weekend, once a year. So anyway, uh, started to get a little more interest in it. Now my father-in-law, uh, he, he's a huge outdoorsman, been hunting for 30, 35 years. And uh, he's been really like taking me under his wing and showing me the ropes and everything and the do's and the don'ts. He lets me fail all the time, which is fine. I need that. But, um, you know, just being under his supervision and getting all his knowledge has been really, really helpful. And it's, it's one of those things that for me, hunting, once I did it for an entire year, like, okay, we're in this to win it. I was like, oh, yeah, I should have been doing this like a long, long time ago. Um, <laughs> Haven't we all come to that realization right? <laughs> yeah. at, at some point? Those of us that were not Dude, growing up in it like, yeah. like as a lifestyle. Yeah. It's like, why, why wasn't I doing this since I was like 10? There's, there's something primal about it. There's something that kind of feels that it's something deep down in your DNA. Like, no, no, no. Like, you should have been doing this a long, long time ago. And uh, you're wasting your time at all these supermarkets and all like so it's, that's the vibe I got after my first year of like okay we're you know you're a bow hunter that's what you're gonna do um, why I chose bow hunting over rifle hunting um, jury's still out really I <laughs> there's just something about a bow wandering around in a national forest or something and uh, it's just it's just something it's hard to describe but once you're there you're like oh yeah I get it now you know so that's how that's how kind of hunting started for me, you know. So, are you still based in Los Angeles now? No, I. Uh, so my wife and I have been living in Orange County for the last five years. We just bought a piece of land with a little fixer upper on it uh, in Murrieta, California. Not a lot of people know where that is. It's kind of like uh, it's definitely living country <laughs> in the city. Uh, it really is, though, because, uh, you know, you're 15 minutes from the freeway, but once you get up on my porch, you can't hear a damn thing. I'm surrounded by trees, mountains, and horses, and wildlife, and it's just a great area that's kind of up and coming now that most people who live in Southern California are like, okay, so I don't want to rent my entire life, nor do I want to buy a condo because you're just buying an apartment, yeah. really. I want a house. I want some land, and if you're not someone who comes with a bunch of cash people are starting to roam down in that area and you can you can find some some good pieces of land so we got two and a half acres um for a very reasonable price um with a home on it and everything so we're gonna be moving on in there uh next couple weeks and start our life in Marietta, california there you go yeah. well and, you know people don't realize like there's a lot of places to hunt around orange county yes it's you do not have to go that far like yeah it's one thing if you're in the middle of huntington beach that's a little bit more difficult or like right in the middle of sunset or something you know you're traveling a little bit more but orange county is pretty large and you've got access to a lot of land that you can Mm -hmm. go out and hunt Mm -hmm. out there absolutely Um, absolutely i i mean i harvest i harvested my buck and if you were to tell me you're gonna go harvest your first archery buck uh out near la i'd be like you're bullshitting me, but uh, that's what happened. I harvested my first year uh, out in that area. It was, it was awesome experience. But you're right. There are places to be, uh, or there are places to find uh, game, but it's definitely not like an Idaho scene or a oh, Colorado yeah. scene oh, yeah. or a Texas scene. It's definitely a different breed, but you're right. 
there's places to go. You just got to work a little bit harder. So tell me about, like, as your, uh, your was, the, was this buck you're talking about, was that your first buck you've harvested now that you're, like, in, yeah. in L.A., yeah. Orange County area? Yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell me about that hunt. How did, how did that go? How did you oh, decide where, you're, where you wanted to draw tags for? Yeah. That whole process from yeah, the beginning. Yeah. So the way I found um, this, this spot where I ended up, harvesting a deer and it was it was such a rad story and another testament to like if you use instagram the right way it can it can really help you out it's a great tool and so uh i was on this on my story once talking i was complaining you know big surprise i was complaining about something <laughs> uh and what happened was we got hit with a really gnarly fire um out in orange county area yeah and what when it ended up happening was my spot that I had been scouting for four months, five months, just gone, completely underwater, uh, or underwater, un- under fire. <laughs> quite, uh, we, quite needed water. we needed water. We needed water. So this guy via Instagram, never really spoke to him. I actually wasn't even following him back. He was just a random follower. And he reached out to me. He was like, hey, saw that you were you know, struggling with uh, your spot. I fly helicopters. And I noticed this one area that looked pretty good. I live in, in Idaho. Like, I, I have no business being over there. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to go over there and hunt it. But it looked really promising. I saw some water. Uh, you should go check it out. The dude gave me his waypoint to the spot. I end up scouting for the next four or five months. And sure enough, that's the place where I harvested my buck. Um, how it all played out was pretty interesting. Um, I It's a great piece of land. And... Uh, awesome terrain. There's places for blinds. There's places for to hang a tree, if, uh, tree stand if you wanted. Um, so I ended up making kind of like a makeshift blind from just uh, down trees and branches that were in the area. Uh, and I was and I was sitting this one spot. I just kind of sold out, sitting at this one spot and starting to you know I'm, I'm there at you know six o'clock in the morning, just waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, a couple does. I got in full. Uh, it was a an A31 tag and. If you're not familiar with the A31 tag, it's, it's pretty unique. Your, your season starts a little later than most people, but it goes all the way to December 31st, and it's an antlerless tag. So you could fill a doe, you could fill it with a buck, whatever you want. Um, so I was sitting in the spot. I didn't, honestly did not know we had any doe hunts. Dude. I did not know there's any tag. It's in this one specific zone. It's the A31 it's awesome. It's my first time doing it. And, and again, I've got some people who know what they're doing in my corner, and they're like, okay, mm. you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this. And I ended up getting a preference point, the A31, and my normal deer tag, my, my over-the-counter deer, yeah. deer tag. So it all worked out. But um, I was in full draw a few times on a couple does. I just didn't feel comfortable with the shot. Um, and so I'm waiting around, starting to warm up. <laughs> it's like 9, 30, 10. Sun's starting to crest over the mountain that I got my back up against too, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Damn it, dude! It ain't gonna happen. It ain't happening today." And right as I say that, and I'm like, "I'm not bullshitting," a young buck comes up from my right to left, and he just sits 18 yards in front of me. And nice. I just it all it all played out. I somehow was able to get it on video. I had my little tripod with my cell phone on, GoPro. Come on, get your shit together. Dude, <laughs> their battery life is absolutely terrible. I put it on my stabilizer that was going to face me. It was going to have a great little back and forth, you know, from the video going to me to my, to my shot. And, of course, 
GoPro's completely dead on my stabilizer, <laughs> but uh, but actually, you know, I, I talk I talk about GoPro, but dude, I love that thing. The fact that you can just throw it in your pocket, carry it anywhere, and the quality of that stuff is awesome. But I mean, you can shoot 4K on those now. It's I mean, pretty come crazy. on now. And you just take stills of awesome, fo- you know, take awesome photos from your video stills and everything. So, yeah, GoPro, just get that battery life, and, <laughs> and you've got the golden nugget, man. But anyway, deer just pops up 18 yards and just tore him up. Uh, he literally went 10 yards up a hillside and done and done. So I got to be the part of the entire process. So you, you go track it. Um, we quartered it right there. My buddy Eric, um, he and I funny he and i uh, met at an archery shop <laughs> he, we bought bows very very close to the same period and he walked in just like deer in headlights like i don't know what i'm doing somebody help and so i just went over there and we became best friends we ended up being each other's weddings like oh wow yeah, yeah good dude we're really, really good friends so he and i um he and i would go on whenever we could we'd go out together uh but anyway so we cleaned it up uh threw it in the coolers and I was calling my, my father-in-law. I was like, I did it. I smoked him. And he was super proud of me. I was like, so where do I go to take, you know, get a butcher? And he's like, my kitchen. We're yeah. gonna, and so he was able yep. to teach me everything. So it was literally from releasing to the arrow to putting it in a bag and throwing it in the freezer. I was a part of that entire process. And, and anybody listening or is, is anybody just, it's so foreign to them, go out and do that and you will have a much more greater respect for your food Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people have such a disconnect with that and as a hunter as you and i the way we live our lifestyles i when i go to food prep throughout the week and i open up my freezer and i go grab that ground venison it's just this feeling you get where you're like that's me you know what i mean so well, you know, and I know, I know a lot of people totally see it as a chore. They don't enjoy it. It's a pain in the butt for them. I friggin' enjoy. I mean, it it's hard work. Yeah. Like your back and legs will be wrecked by the time you are done fully processing oh, an yeah. animal. Like you don't you don't realize it until you like stand up straight again and you, you kind of stretch. You're like, oh <laughs> crap! But I absolutely love it. Yeah. I love the process. I love getting a chance to to do all that yeah. work. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just, once again, it's more rewarding when you do it yourself. 100% from, agree. From soup to nuts. You know, you know, uh, you know exactly who's had their hands on that animal, the work that went into it, how it was processed. You know that you're getting your deer yes. back, not mixed with anyone else's yes. uh, grind That's a or big thing. Like, like what if somebody threw in, like, a gut shot animal, you know, and, oh, now your venison that you made a money mm-hmm. shot on is getting ground with, you know, soiled meat. Yeah. You know. I mean, I like to think most people doing the processing, most butchers are are honest enough and they're taking care. But yeah. you know, it, you they're know, mass man. producing this stuff. They, yeah. you, you know, it's you not never know, 100%. and that's why you just do it yourself. So then you know, there's there no questions. There you go. Um, so, I mean, being from California, you've probably heard it too. You know, <laughs> all the all the the snide comments aligned. Oh, oh I man. thought camo was outlawed in California. Oh, you guys can hunt out there. <laughs> Land of fruits and nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. What uh, what would you say? You know, like, coming from California, especially coming from Los Angeles, what are some of the negatives you see uh, as far as being a hunter? in california oh man um it's 
it's rough out here. That's uh, that's that's for sure, man. Uh, it's definitely not well accepted. Um, I would say, I'd say one of the. I think honestly, it's it's lack of knowledge out on out on this end. Maybe um, I don't know. I don't know really how you got into hunting, but I'm sure somebody along the way took you under their wing and they taught you the right way. But <laughs> there's not a whole lot of resources out here in California like that, especially in Southern California. Um, and so I would say the lack of knowledge and again, people just, there's so, this huge disconnect when it comes to their food and it's the, it's living in the concrete jungle. It's living by, you know, market to market and having zero, connection with their food whatsoever but i mean some of the if you want to talk about comments that get made i was talking to somebody about this the other day where it the things you say let's let's be honest or let's get something out right out in the air internet is for keeps man the internet plays for keeps (laughs) once you throw it out there there's no like oh just kidding delete delete it's gonna be out there and it's already I, been populated at 18 other places and yep. screenshotted by 20 people. Yep. And so when I read some of the things that are sent to other people, I'm like, you sound like a psychopath. You sound like you're a serial killer. Like, why would you say those things to somebody? Like, it's meat. And don't get me wrong. I respect the animal more than anything else in the world. But it's food. Yeah. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a food. It's a necessity. And some of the things that people say to to non or the, some of the things non hunters say to hunters is just absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that there is almost zero accountability for those actions just blows me away. Mm-hmm. Blows me away. Where there's literally death threats via Instagram or via whatever, and nothing's being done of it. It's yep. terrible. It's terrible. No, I mean, it's, it, it floors me that these people who are so, in theory, passionate about protecting life, yeah. um, their, first, their first response is, well, I hope somebody murders your children. It's like, what the? Well, like, well that escalated quickly. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to enough, and I feel like it's interesting with the, the amount of podcasts I've done and the people I've talked with, I feel like it's a lot worse for women like it's bad enough for uh, for guys on instagram whatever yeah. like you know all those threats women get it 10 times as much because I, I feel like not only you know is it the hunting aspect but then there's like for some reason there's a this additional feel of being threatened maybe by a strong woman or something i don't i don't know what Emasculated it is Emasculated in some way i don't understand it yeah. but i feel like you know, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like women get it a lot worse than guys do as far as the hate agree. and the like, the threats and stuff like that. Well, just just like about when they talk about like, oh, well, why are you wearing makeup? And it's like, well, yeah. dude, if they want to wear it, let them wear it. Like, who get? Are yeah. you really worried about their makeup right now? Like, come on, man. But again, oh, yeah. on like again on like the 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 anti hunters, this is like the antis. It's I got a message from somebody. It was I was I was it was actually humorous to me but this person i i think i had reposted a photo of somebody you know doing a kind of a grip and grin with some uh some deer they had harvested and uh they they sent me this this thing it started with like you know like the crying emoji face and i'm like oh god here we go and i was in a and i was definitely in a particular mood when they hit me up which was probably not good for them oh i've been there we've all been there but they're like well i just hate seeing it and of course 
I look on their Instagram and they're eating meat at a restaurant mm-hmm. and I'm like, do you have any idea where that came from? No, you have no idea where that came from. But you want to judge other people for actually going out and doing it themselves. And she said, well, you know, I just hate seeing it and I'd rather it be the natural way. Then okay. let me just give you a glimpse of the natural way that animal is going to die. There is no retirement home. There's no dying nope. of old age. Okay. That thing is going to be ripped to shreds alive. It's going to be eaten alive by some predator in a couple years or maybe tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yep. And so it's, and they, they oh, live you want, in this you fantasy want, land. You want your meat to have died in the natural way? Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll show you what that meat yeah. looks like. We'll yeah. we'll quarter that we'll quarter that up, and I'll make you something from that. You yeah. won't like it, but I'll make you something from that. Like lion, lion chewed freaking oh, dude quarter that's left. And yeah. It's got, oh jeez, dude, it's so bad. But they live in this fantasy land that like you know oh they're you know they're gonna die of old age. They're gonna rest peacefully on this this piece of this piece of bark right here, and everything's been fine. No, it is life. It's a the circle of life. It's going to be eaten by something. So I'm going to try to do it in the most respectful way possible. I'm going to put an arrow right through its vitals. It's going to hopefully meet its end within the next couple seconds, hopefully a couple minutes, and that will be that. That is going to be the cleanest and easiest and most humane way mm-hmm. that thing is going to die. Well, I quote that Fred Bear quote all the time on here, and I massacre it every time, but it's, you know, the whole concept of, you know, I know that the that the quick end I provide is a lot kinder than nature's uh, way of fang and claw and starvation. Yeah, like it's so true. People are just so oblivious and so disconnected yeah. from nature that they yeah. think, like you said, there's no animal retirement home. Yeah, people are convinced though that like when an animal dies, it crawls up the mountain yeah. to a field of clover where it lays <laughs> down peacefully and closes its eyes. Throws while the olive branch down. The rest yeah. of the animal kingdom pays its respects yeah. and. It's like, you, you no. get your head out of your ass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. The, um, the mountain, and especially the wild, does not care. They do mm. not care. Now, it can't be all bad living <laughs> in Los Angeles and California. No. What, what would you say, as a, as a city hunter, yeah. um, what would you say are some of the positive aspects of coming from Southern California and being a hunter. Well, you know what? And, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I feel like there is a little bit of added respect from most hunters when they're like, oh, so you did a DIY public land harvest. You were successful in Southern California and like LA County. Mm-hmm. Tip of the cat, man. That's not an easy feat whatsoever. And so, um, you know, being able to connect with people like that where they actually you know, if you talk to someone who actually knows what they're talking about, have been around, been around the block a little bit, they know how hard it is. I mean, public land in general, I don't care where you are, is pretty hard. But in Southern California, it is very hard to get on something that's, um, that's worthwhile, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so having that added respect, I feel like, um, is definitely a positive and people definitely respect you a little bit more. But, um, you know, it's funny with this whole, you know, social media thing and Instagram. It's, um, I actually, I'm going to be pig hunting next weekend. And the reason I'm going to be pig hunting next weekend is because I did this ridiculous solo, solo three day hunt (laughs) at a place I had never been to before. Uh, I thought there was a good, a general area and there was, there's plenty of tracks and sign everywhere. Uh, I didn't end up 
seen anything move. Uh, but I spent three days out in the wild by myself, uh, just me, my tent, my bow. Um, it was a blast. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not the guy who's going to measure success over you putting something in the freezer or not. I mean, if, you're, if that's your main reason why you're going out there, Hopefully you live in no in, in the middle of nowhere in Alaska where you're like literally have to have meat in your freezer to survive. <laughs> um, but if that's really the sole reason you're going out there is so you know, or you're measuring your success by oh, you know, better better have antlers on it or you know better kill something today, dude. You're missing the point, man. The big picture is out there for me is just really enjoying wildlife and just being able to disconnect and just you know connect again as, as lame as it sounds like connecting with mother nature and and, and uh our wildlife is is big for me because again living in the city yeah dude it is that you just you feel like there's this this constant buzzing going around you because there's so many damn people out here and just to be able to go out in the mountains with your bow and just hear absolutely nothing it's one of the greatest greatest things ever well, in, in Southern California, too, you know, you're in a unique situation. Yeah. A very unique situation <laughs> in which, okay, yeah, you may be in the city, but you know what? In an hour, you can be in the mountains. Yeah. You know what? In an hour, you can be in the desert. Yeah. You know what? In an hour, you can be deep sea fishing. Yeah. You know what? You can be in – you have access uh, in California to so many different options. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And it's all within a reasonable drive. And, yeah – it may be harder to get tags, whatever. You've yeah. got to be strategic about that. But yeah. we have a lot of opportunity. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, absolutely. But. I mean, like you said, go in one direction, you're in the mountains. Go in another, you're in snow. Go over there, you're on the beach. And go over there, you're in the desert. Yeah. It's a really unique uh, area. But as I was kind of saying with this pig hunt, is like somebody via Instagram hit me up and was like, hey, man, it was really hard to watch you strike out like that. You know, I was following your story while you're out there. Um, you know, I got a 400 acre ranch with a really, really bad problem, really bad hog problem. You're welcome to come out here nice. and do that. And so, hey, it's private land. I'm I'm totally wearing that, and, and I'm and I'm not trying to hide that fact. But in California, it's almost the only way you can do hog. It's fine. Hogs private rough, land. yeah, yeah. On public land. They're it's tough. hard to find it. Yeah, I know some people that do it, but you know, it's it's just a matter of finding them because they're. They're hogs. They're they're dumb hogs to yeah, some extent, yeah. but they're smart enough to know where the food is yeah. and where they don't die. Yep, yep, um, yep. And it's funny. <laughs> I was talking to somebody in Texas. He's like, he's like, it's just so funny watching you Cali boys get all crazy over hog. Oh, yeah. Like, man, I it, it, t- for us, like, we don't have a ton of options. No, we don't, round. man. And hog is just about year round. You know, like obviously it's deer, hog. I mean, if you're if you're really cool, you're, you're hunting turkey in the spring. But, I mean, we don't have a lot of options. And, I mean, hey, I love hog. I'll make bacon all day, dude. I'll make some sausage. I love it. And for me, <laughs> one of the big things why I hunt, I mean, if you told me, if you told me, or if you asked me, I should say, if you asked me a year ago, why, why do you hunt? Like the, the question, you know, the million-dollar question, why you hunt? I would say, oh, the meat, 100%. You know, but it's really not that because if that if that was the case, I would hunt with a rifle all the time. You know, I I'm an idiot and I bow hunt. <laughs> you know, I like to make things much harder than they normally should be. Uh, but for me, it's it's the meat does obviously still play a big a big uh, role in that for me. You know, I'm pretty health conscious. I can be a total fat kid when I want to, but 
you know, nine times out of ten, you know, I'm trying to watch what I eat and, you know, be able to get the cleanest meat imaginable, literally pulling it off a mountain and not letting anyone else touch it but yourself, you, it's literally impossible to get any cleaner than that. And then with the other reasons, it's the challenge, the camaraderie, the community that we have out here. Like, it's, it's second to none, in my opinion. You know, the, the outdoor community is such a great community to be a part of. So as far as your more recent hunting and, and turning it into a lifestyle, you know, this is a more recent, obviously, a more recent thing. It's a newer thing. You have been hunting on and off for yep. most of your life. But as far as this, it's, it's uh, yep. um, if you're looking back and, you know, over this course of, uh, you know, a couple of years as you've been doing this, if you look back to when you first started and really started getting into this, what lessons have you learned that you wish you had known back then that you might be able to share that, that might be able to help someone out um, uh, yeah. I mean, that's getting into stuff? So one of the biggest things that I run into with people is, and, then, and for me, like, I love being this resource. People don't know where to turn to. You know, like they, want to they want to get into it. They just don't know where to, where to, where to start. And that's kind of the, the role like I've kind of slowly uh, made myself uh, apparent in is, is or present is uh, it's the it's the rookie you know it's like the person that has no idea what to do. I'm not an expert, but I've made just about every mistake there is in the book. So let me tell you what I did that didn't work out, and hopefully you can make a better decision. But as far as anything goes, as far as with hunting, be patient. Bow hunting especially, the amount of times I wanted to snap my bow over my damn leg, I can't I lost count. Because it is such a hard art to master, and I don't think anyone in this building has mastered archery. You can be damn good at it, but it is incredibly hard to get good at archery, just in general. And so be patient and, and apparently it's you go on you go on the second the second hand market like the Craigslist, the let goes. There's a lot of archery equipment out there, people. Oh yeah. Because people give up too fast, man, and it's a slow, grueling process. And I mean, that's what really hunting is, man. It if you're doing hunting the right way, you are gonna fail, you are gonna struggle, there are gonna be bad times, there are gonna be times where you're questioning everything. Let that natural process happen, and then you will find yourself on the, the green side of the grass, and you're going to really start enjoying it. And for me, I do enjoy the struggles. I do enjoy the failures because if you try to shatter yourself away from all that stuff, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice, really, in my, in my book. You know, failing is a part of life. Dealing how to, or learning how to deal with failure is a part of life. Stick with the program. See it through. Um, I promise you, you won't regret it. If you're anything, if you're anything like me, just see it through. Awesome. So, uh, what do we? What do you got coming up this year? Uh, well, I'm gonna try to hunt the hell out of California. Um, I was gonna try to do an Oregon hell hunt with my buddy Chris, but um, just it's just not gonna line up. So, I'm gonna try to do everything I can in California uh, this year. So, deer, hog, turkey. Uh, I'm gonna try to dive in a little bit with some predator uh, hunting, maybe. Um, but uh, really, just just hunt the hell out of California. Keep keep meeting all of you guys. I mean, this is just <laughs> such an like again again like I said like this is such a great space to be a part of. Like 
the, yeah, it comes with a lot of negatives, but there sure are a hell of a lot of positives that that can be found in this in this space and in this industry. And so, you know, just continue meeting great people and shaking hands and experiencing life with all you guys. And you know, that's that's really what 2019 is looking like for me. So, there we go. Um, so, uh, if people wanted to find you on the interwebs. Where are they headed? Follow along Just with send the California a pigeon, Adventures. Send a pigeon and I'll get back to you. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> uh, so I'm really only active on Instagram, and that's uh, Spencer Kirksey Official. Uh, funny story about the handle. Uh, I put the I put the official part on that when I like when I was literally in like. 10th grade so just as being a you know a smart ass so i'm sure there's people th- who think i'm like oh this guy puts official on his name he's probably thinks he's, he's cool now i i'm just an idiot so uh, <laughs> so just don't mind that part but yeah spencer kirksey official on instagram uh i'm i'm dabbling with the go wild app uh trying to figure that out so you can find me there and it's just spencer kirksey yeah, make, and make sure you check out the Go Wild app. I work with them a lot on stuff, guys, um, especially if you're looking, you know, you're from a place that's not as friendly to hunting and you're looking for that community. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of interaction on that community. It's a really great group of folks, so make sure you check that out. But All right, man, so, you know, say you're, you're back home, you know, you're, you're grabbing a Lyft or an Uber, you're sitting there, you're talking to your driver, and they're like, oh, what you... Uh, What's with the camo? And I go, oh, well, I hunt. And, you know, you have this conversation. They're like, well, man, I've always been interested in that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have any background in it. Like, I, I don't have any history with that. Like, I don't, think, I don't think that's something I could do. What would you tell that person? What words of encouragement would you give your Uber driver? I would say, one, get the hell out of your head because anybody can come out and do this. It's just having the will and the want to actually want to pursue um, hunting, I would say, just go for it. And if you needed to, t- and again, I, I would jump right in and tell them, let's talk because again, I've made every mistake in the book and I can tell you where you need to go and you don't have to, you don't have to do the, the terrible things that I've done. Um, but it's, I've done terrible, things. I've done terrible things I can't talk about. No, but get out, just get out of your own head. Just believe that you believe in it. If you, something you really want to do, you can 100% do it. I'm a guy who grew up 30 minutes from downtown L.A., and I'm out in the mountains chasing game, and I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my damn life. And so if anybody can do it, it's going to be, it's going to be you. So that's what I would tell them. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for sitting down. I know it's Saturday. It is chaotic here. Yep. And uh, I was able to steal you away from the booth for a, <laughs> a little bit. Um, yep. But thanks for sitting down, man. It was fun chatting, and I'm hoping we're going to be recording another one of these while we're chasing some hog or some bear in a, yes, in a few months. Yes, sir. We are going to make that happen. And again, man, thank you so much for having me. Um, this guy is awesome. Yeah. My man Sam, doing big <laughs> things out here. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right, y'all, that'll do it for Living Country in the City, episode 112. Big thank you to Spencer for sitting down and taking the time with me at the expo. Make sure y'all check out the show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 112. Check out links to everything we talked about in today's episode. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com.